You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shurgunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Today, I want to chat a little bit about a concept that we use really widely at Main Street Financial Planning when clients ask us to provide financial planning advice around their portfolios. And I always, um, whenever a new client starts an engagement with us or even new clients that have been back for updates, it always really puts a smile on my face when we talk about like, you know, okay, I have the sum of money, how do I invest it? And like the, the first question that jumps to my mind is before I provide any recommendations, right, would be to say, well, let's think about your timeline. So this idea that I'm exploring with you today is called buckets of money. So there's tons of articles and publications on this concept and different people use it for different reasons. I'm talking here really a strategy, a framework around how to set up these buckets for your portfolio. Okay, so I'm going to start with sharing the fact that I just love the idea of segregating how the money is managed. And it really helps to see specific purpose. And I'm able to track how those particular investments, right, and it's really around your account, are aligned with your goals, right? So you know that your money is working hard for you, okay? So let's talk about these buckets. How are they set up? How do you actually apply this concept? But if anything, at the end of today's episode, I want you to start to think about your portfolio in the format of short-term, mid-term, and long-term timelines, okay? So the very first thing, and I hope that you've done this work in the past, is to really identify what your goals are. That would fall into that short-term, midterm and long-term timeline. So to give you an easiest example, if you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've never done this before. Retirement, right? Or that financial independence. All of us have that in front of us in some point. And, And it's not just, okay, I have five more years to work. It's more like, what is what is that goal and how it's going to support you beyond that, right? So think about that in the long-term timeline. So when we start to set up these buckets, right? These are imaginary concepts. They're not real buckets. You don't move any accounts anywhere, but you allocate, right? And you assign accounts purposely based on your short-term, mid-term, and long-term goals because your goals are going to be aligned with these accounts or slash buckets. So we have three buckets. We have bucket number one that supports our short-term goals, which are up to three years. Our bucket two supports our midterm goals and savings, which are between three to seven years. And that's your timeline. And your bucket three supports our long-term goals and long-term savings. So that is something, as I mentioned earlier, like seven to 10 years and more. 
Okay, so let's go back to bucket one. And I hope you're taking good notes this time. And write down what potential um, types of investments might be good to put in that bucket number one okay so remember it's a short-term timeline so generally when you have a goal or a project or something that you're going to need money for in in the next three years i like to think in one to three years you probably shouldn't be sub subjecting that money to market fluctuations whether it was stock market fluctuations bond market fluctuations real estate market grocery market any kind of market right anything that is going to impact the availability of those funds okay so generally bucket one also would hold something called an emergency reserve right or a day rainy day fund as a lot of you refer to so that kind of a reserve is supposed to be liquid it's supposed to be available for you whenever you need it so it's not an account that or a number of accounts that you're going to be playing with and trying to earn a ton of money it is liquid savings and it is sitting in something like a CD or a money market, online savings accounts are popular these days, even though, and I know some of you may thinking, oh my gosh, Anna, but the interest rates are so low. Yes, I know. But again, the goal of this bucket is not to make you a millionaire. The goal of this bucket is to have money for emergencies, to have money for the goals that are coming up pretty quick on your timeline. All right. So, I mean, another typical goal that uh, you know, I see from clients or a couple of them, one would be if you buy a house, right? You wouldn't be putting your down payment money somewhere where it might disappear, right? Or it might be subject to market fluctuations. That's the thing. The whole idea is backed up by the fact that you want to make sure that when you do need the funds, right, from these various accounts, they're available and you don't have to liquidate them in the bad day, right? Um, something else to, to kind of think about that as you, um, as you transition and these buckets, interesting too, how I've, I've seen this over so many years, how these buckets actually just move along with you, um, as, as the time goes. And so as you achieve one goal, the next goal gets to be shifted, right? Like for example, if you're, if, if your number two goal, like the first goal was maybe to buy a house and you had your down payment in bucket one. And then later on, you were planning to buy a car. So your, your savings, right, for the car were in your bucket two, which we're about to talk. And as the time goes, then that gets to be shifted to bucket one because your timeline gets shortened. That's the whole idea with this strategy. So bucket two, for example, is again, remember, is going to support our midterm timeline. So three to seven years. So what is it that you, and again, this is, I think, where it's helpful for you to map out and start to think about what is, what are the things that I'm trying to accomplish? Right now we're talking, and I'll, I'll do a couple more episodes on this concept of buckets, because right now we're talking more about the structure, but there's also the next layer. It's like, okay, well, how do I add more money to these buckets, right? Or essentially they're going into your accounts, right? So if, if bucket one was holding like a savings account or something really simple, then bucket two, there we can, now that we have more time, that's the key. Now we can start to explore, all right, well, could we open up a brokerage account, right? Could we explore individual stocks? Can we explore bonds, right? That's a, bonds are actually a typical, um, you know, that kind of a midterm factor. And it's also, again, what I'm not going into a lot of details today is in buckets two and three is what is your recipe inside? Like, are we setting a specific allocation 
of stocks to bonds, which we are. Again, it depends on your timeline. All of us have the same, but it also adds another layer of complexity, which is your risk tolerance, right? So how much risk are you willing to take if you if you knew you had that timeline? So it, it, it definitely um, adds more layers to it. But for right now, I want you to think about what is it that you're planning to do in the next, you know, next seven years, right? If we mapped out the first three, and how much money you're going to need. That's the neat part about planning around this. And I know you may be thinking, well, gosh, I don't know. Um, it's, it, you know, just, just map out something. You can still, and if you haven't thought your goals through, um, you could probably still set up these buckets and just continue, right, to invest and save. And then when you do come up with goals, you have your timeline that you can start to see how they map, you know, map out and attach to those goals. So the type of investments that you may want to consider there, again, you can do individual stocks, exchange-traded funds, mutual funds. There's, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of variations of, of actual securities you can place in there. But it's not, again, the timeline is not very long. So you may want to steer to the side of, okay, I want to still preserve the capital. I want to grow it you know, beyond uh, just a very little interest rate that we're getting on, in the savings account. And then we transition to bucket three. This is where more magic happens, right, in your portfolio. And so if you're starting to see the structure now that I'm describing it, you now have this wealth thought through, um, outlined, cleaned up strategy where you aren't really worried about if one day the stock market is down or you know, the stock, one day the stock market is up and then the bond market is down and all of these things that you hear in the news, all of the noise and, and distractions, you know, you know your timeline. That's really what I've discovered to be the magic. Yes, true. You have to know the right investments to put into those accounts and things like that. But if you can get your timeline right, that's more than half the battle of, of winning this game because that's what you want is you want to make sure that you're winning. Your money is starting to work for you in proper directions. So back at three, supporting long-term. This is where you can think of all your retirement accounts. Remember, I mentioned at the beginning an example of a retirement goal or anything that's long-term. Maybe you have young kids, just like I do, and you know, pretty much thinking that the college is never going to happen. It's so far away, but um, that's where like the money for Liam's 529 or the structure of what's invested in his account and how aggressive it is would fall into the bucket three because we have so much time. And I want that. I want the money to work as hard as it can, right? Because of the time. And so the time allows us to take more risk because if the market and, you know, the question is when it's going to do that, right? Changes either up or down, we have enough time to recover our losses, right? Great, we'll accept all the winnings too. But if 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 that happens, then we can re- recoup all of our losses. So same same idea with types of investments. It's stocks, bonds, mutual funds, index funds. You can even think of hard assets. Real estate would be a good example if you're actually buying actual buildings, you know, houses, whatnot, where this the funds are there for a long time and they have. All the, all the flexibility to grow, even business assets. You can think of, you know, a business is, is an asset that can go in there. But um, so that's what I wanted to share with you today. I, I, I get this question all the time. And so 
you know, explain the bucket structure. This is how we're going to approach it. And then, and then the question is like, well, I have a thousand dollars extra month for my cash flow, right? Where should I save it? And so I'm going to leave you with this thought in your mind because depending, right, what your goals are, that's where that thousand dollars will go in, right? So if we need to fund our long-term strategy, right? Long-term strategy for achieving your financial independence and retirement, then that money should be probably going into bucket three, right? But if we have something that we want to accomplish in the midterm, then that's where you're locating. A lot of times also I would split that up, right? So whatever the discretionary dollars, you may be funding all three buckets at the same time. Like if your emergency fund is not where you wanted it to be, you should be putting some funds there too. So, but for right now, I want you to wrap your head around these buckets and how you can really start to not feel like you're just running blind without knowing how your portfolio is invested and just picking whatever investments are on the list and, you know, at your, at your work, you know, inside your 401k. So think about that as well and think about those timelines. Until next time, you guys remember you are the bosses of your own money. Thanks for tuning in today and please don't forget to leave us a review. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.